Welcome back, part of my frustration, the podcast. I'm your host, Dan Stickna, and hey, it's been a couple weeks since I put anything out, been on a little bit of a hiatus, but I just wanted to give a quick shout out to all my coworkers, all my friends, or anybody really that's reached out and asked, you know, where's the podcast been? means a lot that you guys are tuning in, that you guys are listening, and this is episode six here, and I think this is not an episode that you want to miss. I have a great guest coming on. We have a great conversation about nutrition, uh, relationships with food, and just all the, you know, bad energy that's out there that you can kind of come across that's in the world today. Uh, We have a great conversation, so tune in hope you guys like it if you uh, haven't already please give me a five-star review please uh, leave a review on apple Podcasts. it really means a lot and oh how could i forget my website coachdanperformance.com is officially live if you haven't checked it out please check it out that's www.coachdanperformance.com let's get into this episode All right, welcome back to Part of My Frustration, the podcast. I have a special guest today. Actually, the first guest that I've ever had in this podcast. So who better to kick it off? Just a brief, quick introduction. Not the best in introduction, so bear with me. But I have Shay Official, founder, owner of ShayOfficialFitness.net. Instagram is underscore ShayOfficial. If you don't know how to spell that, probably should go back to school. It's pretty easy to spell. So, Shay, how are you? How are you? I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. So talk to me a little bit, you know, qualify yourself. Why would I have someone like you come on to a podcast like this to talk about fitness, nutrition, you know, just give me your backstory, your fitness journey, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my name is Shay. You guys know that I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutritionist, been doing this for forever. I think 2015 is when I started my business. So ever since then, I've been uh, working with clients. I do online programming. I work with people all over the country. Um, And I would say about two years ago is when I started working with people with really bad relationships with food. So we'll obviously get more into that and why I started working with people who suffered with eating disorders, uh, primarily binge eating disorder. But yeah, and I, I, I think that why I'm happy to be here is it's so under talked about, you know, like everyone talks about nutrition and and how to lose weight or gain weight or how to reach your goals, but they don't understand how that's actually having a negative effect on people and their body issues. And, uh, you know, I competed for a couple years and I definitely want to talk about that and how that has been a huge problem in the fitness industry and how that's really impacted the way people perceive their bodies and how they actually have a really hard time leaving that in their past and moving forward so yeah yeah and I just want to my original episode four I did nutrition right yeah and I think we talked about a little before the other day I kept it simple right but this is actually what sparked me to really want to bring you onto an episode to really talk and then share your 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 knowledge your experience and what you can do because pretty much the synopsis of that episode was weight loss conceptually is very easy very very easy you stay in a sustainable calorie deficit you know and essentially that's kind of all you need to do but there's so much more more. and then everybody's different psychologically and then like you mentioned with the relationships with food and that's why i thought you'd be a perfect person to speak on that because i'm the nutrition coach here at escape Mm -hmm. but 
I deal a lot with, you know, basic stuff, teaching, understanding calories, macros, how to track, yeah, things like that. So I'm very surface level, but it can go so much deeper. So a lot of times when I get clients that get there, I often refer out just because right. it's not my expertise. And my biggest thing is I don't want to just, I'm not here to take people's money. I'm here to try to make a difference and try yeah. to help people. So, and that's kind of one thing, like this is kind of a personality flaw in myself. So for those who don't know, um, Shay is a sister to Coach Jengis, who's <laughs> a co-worker of mine here at Parisi Speed School and Escape Fitness. And when you first kind of, just to be kind of give my honest truth, when you first came into the gym working out, whatever, I'm like, oh, who, who's this girl? <laughs> all right, who's Instagram this girl? girl Instagram, with my got all these followers. <laughs> and, you know, this is kind of a personality flaw in myself. But after kind of watching you, getting to know you a little bit, looking at your stories, I'm like, you know what? Like, she cares. Like, this is not yeah. just someone who's out here for clout. Yeah, that she actually cares. And I thought it was important to kind of bring you on Thank so you, you can, you know, talk about your experience and your knowledge yeah. on the subject. Well, it's so funny because I appreciate you saying that. And I always tell people, they ask me, like, how how do I, you know, gain a following on Instagram or how do I draw on clientele? And I'm like, you have to be yourself. So I think that the reason why I do so well as a coach is because and you see, I put on my story, uh, my experiences, what I've gone through, whether it was toxic relationships, eating disorders. And when people can relate to that and they can relate to your energy and, you know, understand you, they want to work with you. I'm sure you have clients you have, you have so many similarities mm -hmm. with. Right. So I always say, like, be yourself, be transparent. That'll draw the right people in. And I don't want to work with people that that I can't work with, literally that I can't work with. And so I turn a lot of people away. And some things I are out of my you know reach. I can't literally like legally can't work with people who mm -hmm. need more help. So there's like such a fine line in what I do. Um, so when you're working with people who come to you and they don't have any underlining issues with an eating disorder or a background with an eating disorder, that can be really tricky because here I am and I'm trying to help you reach your goals. I don't want to trigger anything. I don't want to help someone develop an eating disorder. There are hundreds, thousands of coaches who give their clients eating disorders mm -hmm. because they're just, they have them on these low calorie diets, um, you know, cookie cutter diets, cookie cutter chicken, broccoli, rice, right? How many, how many times have you heard or if you read someone just mm -hmm. eating the same thing as like a bodybuilder? Over and over and over. Yeah, it's terrible. And then, you know, I get these people and they're telling me this is what, you know, they had me doing. And it's really sad. Like they generally don't care about the mental health of their clients. And I notice that so much. Mm. It's a, I mean, unfortunately to a lot of people, it's like it's a paycheck to them. It's a paycheck. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's almost like to get really unfortunate for summer coaches, the more problems, the better because it means they're going to keep a client longer. It's true. Which is a huge downfall to the industry but that's why i think it's important that there's people like yourself out there Thanks. who care more than just you know you know let me you know and not to mention shay is very successful she moved herself out to cali shout out to my independent women out there she yeah. did this by herself built her Thank own you. business on her own which is awesome i think that's commendable Appreciate but let's let's you know let's dive into your journey so you said you competed yeah. in terms of fitness yeah when, when did fitness like start? When did, you know, lifting weights, when did working out start for you, for Shay? So a lot of people don't know this. I, well, you know that I'm a musician, but I went to school in Manhattan, studied performing arts. So I went to American Musical Dramatic Academy. I wanted to be on Broadway and that's where my eating disorder really was triggered. So I think we all have like these toxic traits that are un handled or whatever you want to call it that we don't really work through as we're younger. Mm -hmm. And so I think I always had this, um, 
this this thing that I needed to control, I didn't know what it was. But regardless, being in the industry, in the performing arts industry, it triggered my eating disorder. Whether, you know, we had to look perfect. We had to be the right person for whatever we were auditioning for. And we were constantly told we weren't good enough or we didn't look good enough. And that really, I was only 17 years old and that really, really hit home for me. And I noticed that, you know, even now, most of the people I did go to school with, they are going through what I, I went through and it's it's really sad and unfortunately that's just how it is that's show business mm-hmm. and so having an eating disorder I just I remember one day I was, I was sitting in my kitchen and I was uh I was binge eating I was stuffing my face like till I couldn't move till I felt sick and this had been like a year and a half already and I remember saying like I can't do this anymore I just I was fully aware that I had an eating disorder and I actually had orthorexia and I'll talk more about that because it's very common in the fitness industry um so I had an eating disorder and I knew I'm like I can't I can't do this anymore I was like I'm gonna order Shanti's uh what was it called what Uh, was it called the the Uh, 60 minute one right because it was yeah uh, and then it was insanity insanity Insanity, I did insanity for like Four months, mm-hmm. right? So that's kind of when my orthorexia started to develop. And orthorexia, I'll say it right now, it's having an unhealthy relationship with being healthy. And a lot of people, they don't even realize that's a severe eating disorder. Mm-hmm. So I was hooked. I was hooked on Shanti's videos, right? I would do them every single day. If I missed it, I was miserable. It was just, uh, you know, and I stuck to my five foods that mm-hmm. I would eat that I felt safe around. And then it kind of just stemmed from there. I had joined a gym. At this point, I was 19. I was 19 years old. I joined the gym. And I, before this, though, I started developing, like, Shea Official Fitness. Started Instagram. It was really just, you know, I learned. I got my NASM certification. And then I started lifting. I think my first lift was a bench press. And then I was like, well, I'm going to do a bikini competition. I'm, you know, a full-on lifter now. I didn't even know what I was doing. <laughs> and I think this is what a lot of people do. They think that by you know, working out now that their eating disorder is gone. And now like they're fine. They're just, they're using it in a different way. So for me, I used competing as a way to just constantly be like 0% body fat. And I didn't realize that it was like a bandaid and that made everything a million times worse. And I was just so malnourished. And I remember you know, when one of my really good friends now who's an intuitive eating counselor and she has a really big following, she's come so far. We were both competing together and we were like, dude, we have eating disorders. Like what's going on? Like we can't compete anymore. Mm-hmm. We just felt like nothing without competing. Like we weren't fitness. We weren't like fitness girls. Um, it's, you know, I don't really know how I got through it. I think just, I didn't have anyone. Social media is toxic in my opinion, if you're looking for the wrong things. And so I just, I just worked through it as, as well as I could. I, you know, removed myself from toxic relationships and that contributed a lot to my eating disorder. And from that point on, I started to really work with people. Once I was recovered, work with people who had these under, undermining issues with food. Binge eating disorder was something I was really passionate about because mm-hmm. that was like my thing. I would binge, I would restrict myself, and then I would binge. And when it comes to restricting yourself, that's another thing. Like coaches have their clients on such low foods. They, they feel that they're all foods unavailable. And in my opinion, binging is such a result of that. And yeah, so, I mean, that's really how I got to work with, got to be working with a lot of people with these bad relationships with their bodies and yeah. food. Now, speaking about binge eating specifically, at what point for anybody out there listening, like you kind of realized it was an issue in your competing days, what kind of almost like it clicked kind of one day was yeah. like, you know, hold on, wait a second. Yeah. For 
for the average person out there, when would they be able to tell that they have an issue? Because, yeah. you know, you say binge eating. Some people like, you know, I binge every Sunday right. on football. When football's on, right. I binge. How can the average person, you know, look them look in the mirror and tell, like, when it's actually becoming an issue? Yeah, that's so funny that you said that because I... I think that binge eating, we use it so freely, right? Like, you'll be with your girlfriends, and they're like, oh, I binge ate so much last night. Like, I was, <laughs> was eating so much. And I'm like, were you, like, just aware you were eating? Like, were you just, hey, I'm going to have this, you know, bag of chips. I'm just going to eat it. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, like, I was just eating chips. I'm like, okay, that's not binge eating. Like, you're aware of your surroundings and what's going on. And I think it's it's those moments when you you know, you start to think about food religiously. You you plan everything and then you start to plan when you're going to actually eat the food that you want and it never happens that way and that's when you do binge on it. Mm-hmm. And binging is, it's it's when you just, you gorge. You gorge yourself and you, you're, you don't even know what's happening. You're not present. You're not aware. You're not just having a few chips and, you know, a scoop of ice cream like your friends did the night before and called it binging. You're not doing that. You're eating till you, and at the same time you know that you're going to do something about it the next day you know what you're doing and your thoughts and I I know people think this because I thought it but in the back of your head you're like well tomorrow I'm gonna do an hour cardio tomorrow I'm gonna eat only this 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 tomorrow I'm gonna do this like I know I'm gonna eat this and never gonna have it again I promise like you're saying that to yourself think, so so binge eating is like you can make in comparison it's an addiction it's, it's an, an addiction, addiction to food Absolutely. it's like just like you know someone who's addicted to smoking cigarettes be like yeah. you know what this is my last cigarette you know yeah. what this is my last binge and then next yeah. thing on next week. It's not week, your week. last. Yeah. It's not your last. And I, I remember though at that like two in the morning, me in the kitchen, I was like, no, this this is my last time. I felt so sick. I don't know what it was. I think my mom had walked out of her room and she like looked at me and you know, a binge eater, you hide it. So you just you pretend nothing's happening. And I just looked at her and I'm like, I can't I'm not doing this anymore. And I, I just I stopped everything, like dieting. You know, I kept training, but I just kind of threw my hands up and I just decided to stop compensating for what I did and the next morning I just I woke up and I made a normal breakfast when you know before that I would just fast and do two hours on the stairs and you know it's not easy like that for a lot of people and it took it did take me a long time but that was the last time that I definitely binged Mm. yeah so for you I mean I'm sure it wasn't an overnight cure all of a sudden you woke up and you're great no so I kind of like talk a little bit through that process, you know, for someone who's, you know, perhaps suffering from it now yeah. and really looking to make a change. Like how long can that process take? How much does it vary from person to person? And yeah. how much does, is it important to speak to someone like yourself, have a coach kind of guide you through the process of healing? Yeah. So just like anything, I think that when we have these goals, a lot of them are unrealistic. We think, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, quit smoking, for example. And then the moment someone has a cigarette, they're like, well, I failed. I quit. I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to try again. You have to understand that it's like telling an alcoholic to quit drinking alcohol and never expect them to touch it again. Mm -hmm. They're going to touch it again, but it doesn't mean that they're not in their healing journey or process. Right. So I was, you know, trying to quit this binge eating and, it 
I tried to remind myself that, like I said, I never had an episode like that, but I would acknowledge that, okay, I'm, I have this mentality still, I'm restricting and I'm eating food that I told myself I couldn't have, but I would write down like, okay, well, this is what happened this time. This is better than what happened last time. And I would really acknowledge those wins. So I think it's really important to acknowledge that just because you're taking a few steps back, they're not you're not going backwards, right? You have to take and, and, and see what you've learned and how far you've come now. And maybe it's only been three days, but what did you do differently? You know, did you not weigh yourself now the next morning or did you not uh, do the hour of cardio? And I think those little things, and as you start to say, oh my gosh, like I am getting better. Like, okay, well, I still kind of did this last night, but you know, I'm, I feel good today. You know, I'm journaling it out. I'm not doing cardio. I'm not starving myself. That's one of the biggest wins. And I think that if we can just be more compassionate with ourselves, and empathetic you know everything becomes a lot easier and as soon as you realize that not doing your cardio that day or not whatever as soon as you can look at it as a positive yeah because so many people might think like oh you mean you didn't do cardio you, that means you didn't exercise right so you must be you know you must be effing up right it's like no just because you know i missed one day or didn't do it one day doesn't right. make it a bad thing right in the overall you know process yeah that and was i think in i don't mean to cut you off i think in fitness in general not even speaking nutrition like so many people it's like oh i, I missed the workout today well yeah. i messed up i might yeah. as well go out and you know party tonight then yeah like it's like no because you missed one workout the whole process isn't over right get back on track the next day yeah like you one know. doesn't have anything to do with the other that was a huge issue of mine a huge issue of so many people that i work with like we eat something this happens when people count macros a lot and i do want to talk about macros a little bit because you maybe are done with your macros for the day, right? You have like something you're spilling over your numbers. At that point, you're like, well, I'm over my carbs. Might as well eat A, B, C, D, E, F, G and just, you know, start over tomorrow. So something that I had worked so hard on is that. So before I quit binging, I was still counting macros. You know, like I said, like and like you said, it's a, it's a slow process, right? Mm -hmm. Before I stopped even tracking macros because that was another addiction of mine. Um, I worked on the binge eating part. So... I remember I would spill over my macros and I would do that. And then I started to say, okay, well now tomorrow, if I go over my macros, you can go over, you know, 120 calories of, of carbs, or you can go over 3000. Like it's, it doesn't have to be, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we make it worse. We're making it worse for ourselves. Yeah. And so just, just understanding that like, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You can go over your macros then you can still go to the gym in an hour. Like it's not gonna, or you can eat 3000 calories in one sitting and not go to the gym and, you know, get, keep that cycle going. It's an mm -hmm. abusive relationship with your body. Yeah, absolutely. And let's talk a little bit about, cause you wanted to talk about, you know, you said just mentioned macros. Yeah. Okay. So social media, you mentioned being toxic. Yeah. There's so many different <laughs> things there. out there. Something, you know, you, I'm sure you can find someone to say, you know, vegan is the way to be. If you're not vegan, you're unhealthy yeah. or paleo is the way to be or um, uh, the carnivore diet is the way to go. Like if you're nothing else, then you're unhealthy. Yeah. Let's talk about diet fads, Instagram, um, social media and how it creates eating Cults. disorders in people yeah. that may not have had one if it wasn't for social media. Yes. So let's dive into that a little bit. One huge thing that I can't stand with people, and I understand I was one of those people, but when we're counting macros, the amount of garbage I see these fitness influencers 
quoting influencers, right? Putting into their plan. And I, it, it's crazy. Cause I just think of their gut and I'm like, you are not okay. You know, we think, okay, well, if we're hitting our macros, then obviously we're losing, we can lose the weight science, right? We mm -hmm. know that, but quality of food matters and people, you know, they discover macros and it's amazing. And I remember I was like, holy crap, like I can eat this, but that was it. I don't think I put one healthy thing in my body for like mm -hmm. two years. It was all about, uh, the muffins and the cookies and how many of this I can, how much of this I can fit into my plan. And so many people do that. And then so many people do not know how to eat like a normal human. If they're like, well, you can't so no more following macros. They're like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Like, how do I fit my muffin in? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. so hard for them. And I understand and it's absolutely difficult, but that is so triggering and definitely ha is a huge reason why people develop bad relationships with food. I know you mentioned social media. It's so culty on social media. And I find myself like, I fight myself. I, Running a business on social media, you have to have your boundaries and um, healing my relationship with food and still running social media, it was like really difficult because you're constantly seeing, you know, the ripped bikini competitor or fitness influencer talking about how, you know, she did this and she did that. And mm -hmm. it's, it's hard. It's triggering. And it's, it's, you can't shut it off. Like you really can't shut it off. And, um, but, but following macros is something that most people who are starting off in the fitness industry, they like, that's what they do. And then I see those people rebounding and then having these bad relationships with food. So I'm like super against people counting macros. If it's coming from a place of like, I hate myself, like mm. it's, it's so tricky Yeah. as a coach, you know, right. How yeah. tricky is it to work with someone and tell them like, okay, well, I'm going to help you reach your goals. But you also want them to know like, but you look great. Like you're okay. You don't need to do this. Like you're still a wonderful, beautiful person. That's yep. so hard. It's difficult. That's I where mean, my job's I mean, the hardest. That's, that's the, the art behind coaching too, but not even yeah. coaching, just developing relationships with yeah. people, relationships with your clients. Cause yeah. at the end of the day, if you don't have the relationship, then it's very unlikely that you're going to be successful yeah. as a client or a coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to develop that relationship first. Yeah. But I think where a lot of things are missed, especially when it comes to macros, when I get a lot of the nutrition clients that I have that I talk with, I try to start off, I don't want you to count calories. Yeah. I don't want you to count macros. I don't even want you to think about a macro. Yeah. What I want you to do is pay attention to your body. Yes, I love pay that. Pay attention to your hunger cues on a daily basis. Hunger right? cues. The more you know, experienced and good you get at understanding your own hunger cues, you can be successful and never have to think about your calories, never yeah. have to think about your macros. And then, you know, now you don't have the stress of, oh, today was 150 grams of protein and right. I had 157. I'm fat oh, now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Isn't it, it, it crazy? creates such a negative picture yeah. when you're focused so much on a number. Or another thing is, you know, if they want to dive deeper, sure, we can dive deeper as long as, it, you know, it's, it's healthy and they're doing it for good reasons or whatever. Don't get so set on one specific number, right? Yeah. So, you know... If we put a plan together with, you know, your, your BMR, your activity level, everything's put together. And we determine that 1,800 calories puts you in a deficit that's sustainable. Right. Don't think of it as 1,800 do or die. That's it. If you're over, Think of it done. like, you know, 1,700 to 1,900. Right. So if you're a little under, but you're not hungry, you're feeling good, fine. Yeah. If you're a little over, 
but you're, you know, fine. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Stay within a range rather than, oh, you know, I had 1805. It's over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so it's so hard because you want people to understand, like, listen to your hunger cues. But then as a coach, I mean, I, I help people hit their body body goals. Right. And but at the same time, I want to be like, hey, but if you're really hungry and you, you know, you're finished eating what's what I have on your plan, like, you know, I, you know, you know, you can follow that hunger cue. And um, I like to think of it as, you know, and I think most of my clients know this, that I'm holding their hand through a, a journey of them really understanding themselves on a deeper level and, and their body. And I think I do pretty well with it because I know that, you know, like I said, I don't have my clients forever. The people that I do have that I've had for years, they know what they're doing. They're I'm like a life coach at that point. Mm -hmm. And, but I want people to finish an eight week program and, you know, leave, like be gone. Right. Like don't renew, like do your thing. I hope you can fly now. And I think that speaks to the fact what I said earlier, that you're someone who cares Yeah. because, you know, as coaches, if you're doing your job, you should be putting yourself out of a job Yeah. because you're preparing your client for life, not just for eight weeks of success. And then they have to re up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you want to guide them to live more comfortably and they yeah. don't need you in eight weeks yeah i think that's what really tells me it's like no she cares yeah thank you yeah it's um it's kind of funny because i'll have clients who say well I'm, i finished a program i'm going on vacation and i'm really nervous but that to me is like going on vacation holiday parties birthday parties dinners uncomfortable situations is the best place to put yourself like i'm like that's great you're going on vacation do it like don't work with me like for now like see how much you've learned maybe you have more triggers and you need to come back and we'll work through those but Mm -hmm. you're not going to know unless you go and enjoy your life and i always tell my clients like while we're on this program like don't cancel your events or not go on your vacations go to dinner let me know how it felt sitting at a dinner table and or a restaurant and you know how did you feel were you overwhelmed did you order something that will satiate you make you feel good you know and i think those choices are really going to help us understand ourselves more absolutely i think that's perfect and so understanding your story in this industry in the art school what was the school again i'm sorry a uh, musical theater school musical theater yeah. school um it started with you on the eating side on the eating side. And then later you got into the training and then, you know, everything yeah. picked up from there. So today, how's Shay doing? I, it's funny as I just, I'm sure you saw my story. I just posted something and I was reflecting on how far I've come and yeah, I'm doing great. I mean, food is just food. I can look at it and not see a number and that's like what I do for a living. So it was hard to disconnect the two. But food is just food, right? The gym is the gym. If I don't go, I don't go. If I go, great, you know. Um, you know that I do now the strongman competitions, which are freaking oh, awesome. I wanted to bring that up. I'm Dang, glad you brought it I'm up. Sorry. You brought it up. <laughs> uh, Talk yeah. about it, though. Talk about that. Strongman. I freaking love strongman. So it's all about being strong. Literally doesn't matter what you look like. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. I think we forget that, um, you know, the gym is, is so much more than aesthetics. And uh, as, as much as we all want to look good, I think when we put the emphasis on all the other things, right, like sleeping better and and hanging out with our friends and going to the gym and doing our favorite workouts, the progress is right there behind it. Like Mm -hmm. that's when I think you see the most progress. And um, the picture that I had put on my story, I had put a picture. I was at a party maybe in 2018, I think it was. And then I looked at myself last night and I'm like, what's funny is I look, I'm not going to say worse, but obviously, but I don't look as 
good as I do now or I didn't feel as good as I did now, but you wouldn't know by looking at that. Like, mm-hmm. That was like full-on eating disorder and now I don't have one and I feel better and it's like you just wouldn't you wouldn't know and I was saying on that post that you can't comment on people and you know what they look like because you never know what someone's going through and you never know what you're complimenting you can be complimenting a sickness a disease that they have and that's why they're losing weight you can be complimenting their uh you know anorexia and that enables them to say well they noticed and now I'm going to keep going and there's just so there's just so much, but the, the, what I love about strongman is it's all about just you against you. It has nothing to do with what you look like when you're under, you know, the bar. You don't care what's what what what's hanging out or like you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Like, yeah. and I love that. And sometimes I'll catch myself I'm like, dang, my belt is so tight. And I feel like my back fat a little bit, but like it doesn't bother me. Like, I think that's so cool because I would never ever wear a belt just i didn't want to squeeze anything it's just a cool thing to like reflect on I'm like it's like care. everything came kind of you know full circle full circle yeah. Yeah. yeah and i just and when i can see a client get there it's it's so overwhelming in the best way possible because i just feel like it's rewarding it's so rewarding yeah. it's so rewarding yeah because i mean like you have you're wearing a weightlifting belt. You yeah. Feel your, you know your back, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but you just lifted an awesome amount of weight. You're at worlds competing. That, yeah. Like, that's incredible within itself. So it's yeah. like, yeah, who does care? You yeah. Know what I mean? No, like no one cares. Yeah. Uh, this morning I was lifting. Actually, you were there. You were lifting, and I remember I was doing deadlifts. I was putting on my belt. I'm like, dang, I went. You know, I was at a wedding last night. I'm like, ate so much. His belt is <laughs> squeezing. I'm like, all the coaches are here, and then. You know, I catch myself and I don't, you know, I think it's normal. I think it's a good reminder for people, people who are healing. It's okay to have those thoughts like, oh, are they looking at me or do I? But then I just, you know, you let it go. You're like, no one gives it. No one cares. You know, no one cares. And, but those things are signs of like growth. And I think Mm -hmm. those are good things to acknowledge. That's awesome. Well, Shay, I really appreciate you coming on. I do want to end with some like lighter note things. Just, um, we'll start with nutrition first, right? Food. Food. like food i love food if there is one thing you could eat the rest of your life could eat anything else what would it be sushi sushi I'm what addicted. kind of sushi Duh, tempura rolls sushi uh avocado tuna everything everything awesome. i'm addicted to sushi i actually come home to new jersey because my favorite sushi place is around the corner i have to have it like once every eight weeks nice that's the only reason you come back <laughs> that's it sorry guys <laughs> sorry family and uh what's the, like the one food was like oh you can do without it hate it um, I truly hate scallops more than anything in my entire scallops, life. Scallops, wow. I hate them. But I feel like I pretty much like everything. What about you? Oh, man. Put me on the spot. Yeah, you didn't think I was going to come I back did not, you. I did not. I mean, I feel like this is like a typical response, but like I'm, I love Don't say it. chicken wings. Oh. Like fried chicken. Is oh. that what I was? Yeah, like chicken wings, pizza. But I really do, though. I really, really do. Like buffalo wings, barbecue wings, like... like Okay, well, I'm a pescatarian. And you know so. what? That's also what I've been craving the last couple of weeks, too. So oh, it's you like, gotta have them. You gotta honor that craving. Yeah, yeah you, you gotta honor gotta, that craving. You gotta. And now, um, on the strength side, on the training side of things, if there was only one exercise you could do the rest of your life, what would it be? I feel like people are gonna be thrown off, but I love a good bench press. Incline. Bench press. Well, you incline. did mention bench press before. <laughs> yeah, okay. incline bench press, though. It's like not even the flat, just incline. I don't know. I love it. And like I said, I think it's because that was my first. That was my first lift. So. That kind of got you into it's it. It's close you to fell my in heart. Love with it right there. Yeah, I'm actually curious what yours is because I feel like you're so versatile, and <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. Like, well, I feel like that's another thing. I guess it depends on the time of year that you're asking me. Yeah. But right now would be the Olympic lifts, the hang clean, yeah. or the power clean. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, 
I love a good power clean, but I'm awful at them. So you need to help me with those. I'm Absolutely. Not yeah. And then what would be the one exercise or lift that's like you can't stand? You maybe do it because you know it's value, but you just you hate you hate them. Um, I don't do them, and it's just something I see on Instagram every other day. But when we put a band around our leg and we do a side to side walk for our whole workout, oh. it just really irritates me. I feel really <laughs> bad that coaches constantly put that on people's plans. Yep. And the Instagram influencers, your butt looks great while you do it. So, you know, that's the video that you're posting. Yeah. But if I see one more person do a band walk on Instagram, getting blocked. <laughs> I can't stand it. And uh, cable glute kickbacks really get to me for some reason. I just feel like it's a waste of time when it's like your main workout. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. Love love bench press. Hate lateral banded duck walks is what i call them definitely not a fan of those i'm not a so. fan of them thank not you for agreeing because i feel like it's an instagram thing right you yeah. see it yeah. yeah no all the time all the time see that one or, or what do you call it the kickbacks when they're you know holding on to the wall kicking yeah back. i obviously your glutes are gonna look phenomenal you're pushing the muscle right up there i'm yeah. guilty of posting videos like that <laughs> but it's yeah it's a waste of time in my opinion yep yep but uh, this was awesome. Appreciate you guys listening in. Again, uh, underscore Shay Official. And you can see her at shayofficialfitness.net. Anything you want to leave the people with? I just want to thank you so much for having me, Coach Dan. You know that you inspire me. Seriously, like for those who don't know you and are listening maybe on my end, you are someone that I've looked up to since I started coming here. And uh, I, I, just like you said, I know that you care about your clients. So... Yeah, I mean, if anyone doesn't know Coach Dan, go to his Instagram. If you're around here on the East Coast, check this gym out. Train with him. He's amazing. Like I said, he's versatile. He can do anything. I've seen you train soccer, basketball, Olympic lifting, weight, everything. So whatever you that, need, Shay. you got it.